0: Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to
1: me. I like building something that has legacy.
0: We all celebrated International Women's Day this week, uh, you'll see on Smashy Business uh, we've done posts on social media about female leaders that are doing well in the region and hopefully more to come. There's been lots of activity as usual with startup funding uh, this week. I was in Riyadh uh, with our Love in Saudi brand and Love in Riyadh brands. I attended a Web3 event which we covered on Smashy Crypto and also a media event with Densu, which was really good. Uh, but there's a lot happening as well this weekend. There's an ArchDAO event, a crypto event happening, and there's also wireless. The guys tell me that Love and Abu Dhabi will be covering. Uh, this week's interview is really interesting. It's about a family business, uh, how they diversified into various portfolio of assets. Uh, enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. Today, we're joined by Ali Gargash. He is the managing director of AJG Holding. They're a leading investment company that has been serving for the last 30 years, covering and affiliated with companies in healthcare, real estate and automotive industry. Hi, Ali. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. So we're going to talk about all about, uh, the beginnings of AJG holding, uh, the marketplace and competition and the future. So can you tell us a little bit about how the company started?
1: Sure. So, um, so I'm from the Gargash family. It's a old trading family from the UAE and, um, like we. Uh, and our current setup we're holding, but as a family and in business we've been around for uh, decades. and um, you know with the change of laws and you know the the country growing and the economy growing, um, I basically graduated from business school, um, finished uh, some time at uh, uh, in those days it was called uh, Dubai Aluminium. and um, I was going for my master's. And I got this call from my dad saying that, yeah, you know, once you're done, come on down, uh, work in the family business. So I just, uh, I went there and I put the seeds for better governance. And, uh, that's, you know, that's the story of that name right there. But what we do is we basically build on what the family was always doing. Um, uh, so we were into automobile, the automobile industry. So, um, one of the things I hope to talk, talk about today is, uh, our garages. Um, we have uh, Gargash Hospital. Um, so my aunt, Gargash, Dr. Hasnia Gargash, is uh, one of the first board certified uh, gynecologists in, in the country. Um, and we have uh, various other small ventures. It all just comes from this you know, history that we have into into business and into this part of the world.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people will know of the family name and uh, especially with enterprise and, you know, from my point of view on the consumer side with automotive, but so, you know, Dubai, obviously people will associate the history of the commerce here with, with trading and with port. How did, how did your family move from that side of things into other enterprise? How did it evolve?
1: Yeah. So, um, I think that with the growth of the country, you had, you know, um, you yeah, have the growth of different opportunities. So uh, I could get this wrong. So uh, I need to be a little careful here. Take it, take it with a little, you know, the grain this of salt. The, this isn't our arch- archival family tree. It's a right. podcast. That's right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the, uh, um, you know, in the old days you had the creek. Yeah. Um, the creek was the, the jugular vein of trade. So we basically started out there. Great-grandfather, or (laughs) great-great-grandfather, started out there. um, And uh, there would be fuel logistics, right? Um, So there would be, um, you know, the oil used to come, or the petrol used to come in jerry cans. So we started out from there. And if I'm not mistaken, they had their own little slipway. And there was no... Uh, there was no regulations around slipways, there was no, I mean, people would come into this natural harbor and trade. And uh, today uh, you have, uh, so just before I walked in, uh, I was actually speaking to um, uh, the Dubai Economic Department to try to sort out uh, some some papers to get a new trade activity added. In those days, you could just, you know, um, probably build up your slipway and uh, you know, start trading. Um, so, we've had to upgrade ourselves. Um, and with that came, I mean, you know, with the general location of the city and the geography and um, the moving tides of people, came these opportunities to expand into different business models, which we're working on today. Yeah,
0: fascinating. So, uh, how you know, the company evolved into a holding, uh, the, the garages and the automotive was that. Is that still the leading percentage
1: of of what the holding? Oh is? no, we're we're quite diversified. Um, so we have uh, probably about four different uh, verticals. Um, we have we have something that is um, pretty much venture capital. And in fact, uh, the garage is under that, and these are smaller businesses that uh, we hope to grow to a certain level. Um, we have, uh, you know, we have Gargash Insurance, uh, which is uh, one of the leading uh, brokerage firms in the UAE. I think we're one of the few Lloyd's approved um, brokers, and uh, certainly one of the one of the largest uh, in town, private ones. Mm. And um, we also have, uh, you know, the hospital which I mentioned, and we have traditional real estate. Mm. So, you know, within those four verticals. We have uh, you know we have the holdings on top. We also have an in-house uh, consulting uh, division uh, called Gargash Management Services, where um, we either uh, support the smaller businesses to effectively uh, set themselves up, uh, or we sit on boards. So in the case of uh, the hospital, for example, or the insurance, I sit on the boards there, or we appoint somebody to sit on the boards and it's uh, you know, it's a process that we've set up to uh, try to run things. So that
0: sort of management services is basically how the holding group, the AJG, basically manages these different verticals. That's one yeah. of the main ways yeah. of doing it. Yeah. Uh, Cause I was gonna ask like, how, how does one company operate
1: day to day in all these different sectors, but you yeah. do it that way. Yeah, there's different models of doing this. This mm. is the way that we've chosen to do it. Um, so, uh, we just found it works best that way. Um, there are new changes in the laws, um, that are coming up, which, uh, which make this a lot clearer, right? And of course, if you operate in DIFC, not, not to delve into way too much detail, but you know, the jurisdiction where you are also plays a role choosing how you do this. Uh, this just worked for us because we are Dubai based yeah. and, uh, you know, we've been We've been looking at this for some time and you know it's, uh, we have our history and it was a natural progression for us. Interesting and
0: where do you think are the strengths you know obviously operating across sectors um, operations are important mm. uh, do you see the strengths there in operations and um, are is it that really you know it's, is it is an operational business or is it more of a real estate business in other words do you also own the, the real estate that your other businesses yep.
1: operate in? That's a great question. So um, the way we've set it up, right? And I'm not saying that this is the correct way. So um, in some cases we do built to suit mm. and we have arm's length transactions. So in others, we rent. Um, so it, it really depends, uh, You know, if I take the garage in particular, um, we have some built to suit um, uh, garages Uh, so, um, you know, one of the garages has solar panels on that. Um, so we have a separate financing division for the solar power. Um, we have arms length between the real estate, uh, the real estate company and the garage. Um, and we also have, uh, inshallah, a branch in Sharjah. That one is straight rent, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's in a, uh, it's an existing retail location. So wherever possible. The different uh businesses come together and look at synergies mm. so we do operate the garage independently there is an operational operational team they negotiate with the real estate guys to get um uh, hopefully the best deals for everyone
0: yes so you definitely have it there's a level of independence at each uh level yeah And and uh so from your day-to-day role uh you know as well as sitting on the boards how and which of the entities are you more involved in?
1: Um, I would say that um, most of my time, or let's say the most interesting time, uh, comes from uh, the venture capital side, the smaller things. Um, so if I look at those four verticals, you know the larger ones, you know the hospital and uh, the insurance, they have independent management. They're very good at they do i come in on a board level and i just look at that and i say you know looks great or this needs some work mm. um but uh what gets my uh, let's say um what gets my juices flowing i don't know if that's an appropriate term but what if what gets me interested in in my day-to-day is uh solving the niggles in the smaller businesses mm. um I think that it's, uh, it's an honor to do that for uh, both for my family and in some cases um, we do have uh, people from outside our, our circle um, come and talk to us in, the consulting, uh, in a consulting uh, uh, role. Mm. Um, that is also something that takes quite a bit of time for me. But I gladly give it uh, because I think we all learn from it, and there's 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 good impact that can come out from that.
0: Yeah. So you're quite hands-on when when
1: you need to be in those businesses. When I need to be, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, there, there, it makes no sense to to go into something that is not my forte. Mm. Um, but um, if I have to, I will give it my best shot. Um, you know. Yeah. On matters like that. So before we, you know, because we could
0: talk about each of these businesses at length, but before we go into some of the newer ventures and, and the uh, VC side of things, how, how are the, the businesses for you right now? Are they, you know, they're in quite traditional uh, industries, so healthcare, insurance, real estate, automotive, are, are your businesses going through constant change? Are they profitable?
1: Are they, you know, is, are those industries being disrupted? So um, we always have to be aware of, uh, you know, market trends and norms. So, um, you know, when it comes to something like solar, right? Solar, everybody's talking about renewable. Everybody's talking about uh, EVs, right? And disruption. Mm. You know, it's a uh, popular term these days. But um, there's something that I have to temper this with, you know, fintech, you know, uh, it's the future of, okay... This is all true. We all must be aware of it, but um, we also have to temper our um, our emotional reaction. The future is not now, right? So when we drive an EV car, you have to you have to think of all the implications that that has in owning and you know in owning that car, right? Range, range anxiety, all that. In our garage, um, we are fully committed to building out uh, EV repair functions, and we have a, um, uh, we've actually gotten uh, a certification from one of the standardization agencies here for uh, traditional car repair. And um, one of the next things we're going to do is actually get an EV certification from I think it was the ministries of uh, advanced science, I think it was. that's not to say that all the cars in the garage are going to be EV. So we have to be very, um, we have to be aware of the market and its trajectory, uh, but we also have to be uh, tempered, and that's something that uh, that I find a, a lot of difficulty in some of my conversations with my friends and my peers. That hey, you know, you're not being aggressive enough. Um, we try, yeah, we try to, you know, go into um, uh, the. The more forward-looking things but we also have to be where the market is and uh you know within within the two you have a happy balance yeah Yeah. but i guess if if the businesses if you're
0: looking at the the numbers at board level and if the businesses are performing yeah then uh then it shows where the market is today but it also reduces the incentive
1: to change that Oh yeah, there's there's institutional uh, slowness. That's that's for sure, uh, and it's the role of a board to address that. A good board, at least. Mm. So um, you know, we have some wonderful board members in uh, you know in our companies, and uh, uh, thankfully uh, they they bring in opposing opinions, and and you know that's where we try to get this balance out, right? So you have some people saying that on the board, saying that hey, uh, we're not aggressive enough in looking at um, you know artificial intelligence diagnostics, right? Uh, Let's say in in the the healthcare space, in the healthcare space. And then on the other side, you say, well, you know, there's uh, the the regulatory environment is not there. Mm. And those are fair comments, Mm. right? Um, Between the two, you get the balance, right? Which is, do we invest in that now? Um, One of the things we wanted to do in the hospital um, is that uh, we wanted to look into robotics. That's a discussion that we have there, right? Uh, Solar Energy, for example, Um, we had a small startup that looked exclusively at solar energy. It was a solar APC contractor um, when Shams Dubai was was launched. Mm. Um, But we learned from that, right? So uh, my personal take and what we saw in the business was that solar APC wouldn't work because you cannot get financing for um, your solar project from the banks, because the regulatory environment is still not there. Um, with that being said, uh, in our build-to-suit projects, uh, we put up our own solar panels and financed it from ourselves, and are able to show track record. Hmm. But if I had to do this at scale in the megawatt range, right? I would I would face incredible difficulties um, if I was not in the government, or if I was not Uh, already attached to some of the large, large conglomerates. Um, So those are, you know, that's the balance. So people come out and say that, hey, you know, I want to put solar panels on my roof. Um, I tell them that's great. But the difficulty in that, I mean, we have a lot of sun, (laughs) you know. Uh, We have a lot of sun and and solar. Solar is is a great way of making energy if you're willing to commit to do it in a certain fashion. Mm. Um, And these are, you know, that's where, you know, Professionals uh, come in and you know um, hopefully try to temper the discussion a little bit. So I'll sit down with uh, my team uh, who would say that we can't go to the banks. We have to look at doing it internally. So um, and that's how we try to address future yeah. uh, topics.
0: So just Ali, from your objective, what do you what what's your objective in running the company? Do you do you think okay, uh, you know. The family business has shown great resilience and also entrepreneurship to evolve through the generations and, you know, I need to do that, but also do it with the right level of change. Uh, and to that point, you know, are you looking at, you know, delivering revenues across these sectors each year? Is that is that the objective or is it, hang on, maybe there's an industry here that we could own the disruption of,
1: and I'm going to sort of make a bet and go all in on that. Um, mm. yeah you know it's a really interesting uh topic there's there's okay so i'll take a slight step back um you know i'll go by the textbook on this one so um our objective in business is uh, i mean traditionally i think it was uh shareholder wealth and then you know there's an argument for stakeholder wealth Mm. right and um I want to make a positive impact on my stakeholders, which eventually also includes the community. So that's the overall objective that we have, right? Okay. That I that I hold personally and that I hope to to put into my company and that everybody that works with us lives by, right? So that we're all trying to make an impact, a positive impact uh, in the wealth of all stakeholders. Um, now, uh, if I look at... Um, uh, you know, taking risks. Yeah, uh, I do take risks uh, from a strategic, you know, role. And uh, just this morning, there was uh, there was a discussion about investing in two racehorses, mm. right? And uh, it's something that uh, that I spent the night thinking about because Dubai is well known for. Equestrian, uh, equestrian, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the equestrian industry, and you have uh, the Dubai Carnival going on right now, and uh, one of the things that has come up is that there was an opportunity to invest into a horse, and we, we have a you know we have a small stake in in different horses already as a company. This was a, I wouldn't say a speculative investment, but it's one of those things where I thought that, you know, the city is is known for this. The infrastructure is available um, why not explore it it was something that we'd never done before so um, within that space is there um, is there something you can corner right? mm. you know, coming to your to your point there um, and I think there might be I think there might be um, and we we do look into those types of things, but, uh, on a day-to-day basis, uh, I, I have, uh, more simpler decisions. Uh, you know, it's like, um, yeah, you know, uh, we got, to uh, we're gonna go to the board meeting, you know, things like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but sometimes I do get faced with, uh, more broad strokes. Mm. Um, one of the things we want to do is, uh, do we want to enter into a niche of, um, of, uh, community-based car repairs for the garage? Um, what did they expect? So if you think of uh, community malls, right community malls um, they're used for um, haircuts and things like that. So I do wonder if there's uh, a space for a garage mm. and there might be in some communities some of the larger communities in the city and not just in the city in the region. Oh I see yeah All right So uh, if I go to Riyadh, for example, Riyadh is a massive city and... I'm sure that there are some pockets there that could benefit uh, from this type of thing. And there's a little bit of a locational play. You know, there's a little bit of, um, you know, there's a capital intensity of the, uh, you know, the decision there. But it's something we look into, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, this is fascinating. So many things we look into. But I think, yeah, that's an interesting one as uh, developments, as the, the real estate knowledge as well kind of grows out. Um, and it is one way to meet customers and potentially to retain customers because traditionally, uh, the service center would be where the main showroom is yeah. or near, and uh, the behavior type would be to have to go there. Whereas this is this is actually coming to the customer a bit more like clinics. Yeah, uh, in the in the you can go to the hospital, but the clinics now are within the communities. Yeah, uh, would you would you look at that? Would you look at clinics within communities?
1: Um, because yeah you know there's a you know just to touch on a um one of the more uh future looking uh concepts out there is that um we may not need um so many hospitals if we have um, uh, remote healthcare services so one of the things that uh, i saw recently was um the, uh, th- these specialized machines, right? I don't know if it was a concept or if I actually saw the machine, but you basically have um, diagnostic machines um, that y- you put into accessible locations like a, you know, like a community-based clinic. Uh, you go take your blood and the doctor then goes on a, you know, um, a Zoom call with you. Says, well, hey, you know, um, you you need more vitamin D, right? Um, now th- there is one issue with that, and um, the general uh, the general take is that a clinic is a feeder for a larger hospital, and that holds true because in a hospital you have um, related um, related services, particularly when we talk about trauma. So if someone is in a in a serious situation and needs you know major healthcare, you you can't go to your you know. Community-based clinic and say that you know I'm, I've just been in a car accident. Hmm. You, you're likely going to have to go to that thing. Now, with regards to uh, our own setup, right now, I mean, we we recently started. I mean, we're not that old, um, and for uh, for the location that we have, we think there's a lot more a uh, lot more space for us to grow within. Our location when did the hospital start uh, i think fully fledged it's been two years uh, i think three years with the soft start but i could could be yeah. off on that but it's so two definitely years. recently yeah. yeah so uh in fact it started just after corona so when when was corona corona was like, uh, like i mean we're still living through 2020 it, I mean, yeah <laughs> 2020 right yeah. yeah so we're in 2023 yeah it's about right yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, so just going back a little bit about the company structure. So it's a holding company. Uh, and, uh, you know, from a family point of view, uh, you know, family businesses in the region are well known. Uh, some of them are, are structured in different ways. Is, is this a family trust? Uh, is there a different level of, you know, protection for
1: family assets, uh, above a sort of a board level as well? Great question, right? But uh, I have to uh, bring up a couple of things here. Um, The first is that with regards to trusts, right, and, you know, the setup there, uh, there's something uh, that um, a lot of listeners uh, and a lot of people that I know are are unaware of, and I just want to bring this up because I think it's very relevant. Mm. There is uh, something, the concept of a waqf, Mm. right, Uh, which is... um, I mean can be an Islamic trust um, and um, it's unique to this city in particular because it runs under its own regulatory framework you also have uh, so I just wanted to mention that just as you know uh, just for awareness of everybody Mm. uh, that is available and I'll get to what we do shortly (laughs) Um, there's also a change in the law uh, so 2022 I think there was a draft uh, family business law that has come out now what we are doing is we're actually preparing for that right so within that law there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of reference to arbitration and effective setup and uh, even shareholding classes so one of the you know one of the things that comes out a lot into uh, into venture capital is um, uh, things like uh, mez debt, right? Um, well, onshore mez debt was like this taboo thing, right? It was very difficult to talk about mes debt unless you go offshore. What's mezz debt? Uh, mezzanine debt, right? Okay. Uh, so it's not, um, it's not, um, it's it's not a priority in payment. It, it it falls under things like your banks. Your banks would hold uh, yeah. hold priority. There'd also be um, uh, there'd also be other things like um, pledging of shares, right? Th- there's a lot of uh, tools that were used, um, let's say, in traditional Western financing that were not available onshore here, or, or there was a lot of difficulty in application. Mm. And uh, that also led to, particularly on things like, uh, you know, shareholding classes, um, that led to a lot of discussions, I believe, in the legal community um, which led to this law. Now, our holding uh, right now, it's set up and hopefully gearing towards these best practices that are coming in this new in these new laws um, and also for things like taxation. Now traditional trusts, uh, we have looked at traditional trusts, but this company does not run in treasure. This is a regular company that is trying to up its governance game. In line with the new laws mm. right um, not that we've not dabbled in trusts or uh, even the wakfs. so wakfs, uh, uh we from a charitable perspective um, i've worked on wakfs, uh, and we do a little bit of that internally mm. um, and i do think it's something that's uh, that's worth talking about in detail, but I, I could probably go in an hour. And I'll <laughs> well,
0: you've given us a flavour of, you know, uh, the different structures because I think it is interesting and, uh, you know, definitely uh, it's about protection as well, but it's also about the the right structure that allows the family business to uh, be adaptable and be agile as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Ali, talking a little bit about the venture capital space, uh, is that. Uh, is that relatively new? Uh, obviously, the, the business has always been entrepreneurial and trying different things, but wh- when did you decide that the, it needed to be a, a VC and, and what was the structure put into place to do that? And then what are the types of opportunities you look at?
1: Um, so we... Um, uh, I'll, I'll take that and, and do this. The structure yeah. is, is simply like we've got... Um, uh, we've got one entity under the holding, which tries to gather as many VC opportunities under it. And, and you know, as a dedicated, uh, function there and the types of opportunities we look at, uh, really most of the opportunities have come to us. There is a deal flow that we have in our office and because of how long we've been, you know, uh, in the game, um, I shouldn't call it a game. I should, you in the business, in the, in the game, yeah, it's okay, yeah, yeah. we understand. Uh, so um, uh so that deal flow is is wide-ranging um there's been some tech right there's been um are there any do you have a portfolio online that's public or no we we don't uh, talk about our um most of our bc things yeah we, we don't talk about most of them the public facing stuff will be the hospital uh, some of, some of the things, uh, like the garage, you know, that's, that's up. Everybody can see that.
0: And so when they raise money, do, do they say that Gargash invested or do you, do you strategically
1: uh, keep that private? No, we, we try to keep that as private as possible. And, yeah, uh, a lot of our investments are, um, you know, we try not to take, um, uh, um, we don't, we, we gear towards, um, active investing and, um. That being said, we also try to keep as you know as much privacy as possible out of these mm-hmm. things, and um, so there is one that I'll that I'll talk about. It was actually a, a fund in India that um, that we made some money off of. I mean, don't get me wrong, um, but um, it, it was one of those things where there was five of us. There mm-hmm. was only five other people. Uh, we were one. Uh, sorry, four other people. We were. Okay. Uh, we were five. And we're still in touch with those guys and we're still talking about other opportunities in India. And India, as you know, is, you know, is this up and coming economy and uh, India, I like to, I like to um, use a parallel of you know, the Western China with us in India. Mm. India is, is, has been our traditional big economy, mm. right? Um, everything from pearl trading, gold trading, you know, it was with India. Um, we eat biryani. Mm. Right. Uh, and gladly, Brian, it's, it's, you know, delicious. <laughs> uh, so that's, you know, that's just a little, um, little idea of how we do things.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the deal flow comes through, uh, but again, like all your other portfolio, it can be different. Is there a reason why the, the diversified, is there a reason why the VC part is linked on the automotive side structurally? No,
1: no. Uh, it's just that, um, uh, so at the very top, um, uh, there's, uh, you know, you have your financing set up, and you have your governance and all that. And um, I think that, uh, with the exception of, um, with the exception of certain specific requirements, like uh, I'll give you an example of that. Um, there are certain industries where you have to compartmentalize, uh, mm. and and that would be one. Legal reason to put it into its own vertical, right? Um, uh, but really, it's just the the time spent and the sizing. Mm. So you know, the hospital is a lot larger than our VC investments. Mm. Um, the the garage started as something small and it started growing and growing and growing. And we chose to bring it to the floor and talk about it. Uh, but the flow from the top to the bottom is is you know. It's, is mostly financing based and uh, that's how we compartmentalize.
0: Yeah. Okay. So talking a little bit about the automotive industry, I, I know you mentioned before about uh, electric vehicles and then you, you talked about sort of sustainability and, and solar power as regards to real estate, but in the automotive industry, uh, the structure in, in this country is, uh, you know, the the dealership, the dealer is generally the distributor for the city particularly, maybe the country, uh, and now it, as uh, the industry evolves, we see different players entering the market, a lot of, you know, types of, uh, different types of uh, platforms online selling or used cars and things like that. How do you view the automotive industry
1: at the moment in the UAE? Um, so there's a couple of reports out, I think one was by Deloitte about the future of automotive industry, uh, it was written one or two years ago and I'll take a few cues from there. So my apologies to Deloitte if I'm, um, you know, blatantly ripping off there, guess, but, you know, I'm trying to, you know, um, yeah, be nice there. Um, uh, there's, uh, f- first up I'll, you know, um, I'll say that the future is not now. We have to be very careful with, you know, with looking at level four autonomous driving and things like that. We've got to be very, very careful. Um, and with that um, caveat, I think that um, there is a move away from, generally speaking, from uh, an intensive maintenance regime as cars get more computerized and they get more efficient and we see with Tesla that um, you rarely have to bring in the car for you know fixing your uh, I don't know changing your engine oil pretty yeah. simply right with that being said it's not like there's zero maintenance hmm. right so there, there is some maintenance in a car and it's you know it's fit for purpose hmm. Uh, I I personally view the future of the automotive industry as being a hybrid, a hybrid version of the you know the vehicles we see out today. I do see that a lot of the OEMs will go into ancillary services. I think that's the term. Um, so everything like insurance, right? So if you go on Tesla UAE website and you want to insure your Tesla. It sends you, you can you can insure with anyone, but it will send you, I believe, to um, you know our friends at Oman Insurance. Yeah. I believe uh, you know, please don't take yeah. out on that one. Uh, now. Um, there's there is a possibility of them launching their own insurance services and cutting out that component and growing larger there. Um, I think that there is going to be some consolidation in that space with mm-hmm. some of the OEMs. I don't know how fast it will happen. Uh, but I do think it will, uh, it will be a, a change in the industry.
0: Yeah. So the OEMs that the manufacturers, you mean like yeah. the, the car brands yeah. uh, and then your relationship with them would, will maintain, will remain? No, I
1: mean, right now we are, um, you know, we're in the aftermarket, yeah. right? So, as you move away from, from your car, this is our particular niche, right? Not, not at a, um, and just to be clear that, you know, Kargash Auto is, is separate from the enterprises. It's, uh, you know, it's a different entity. Uh, the enterprises are, um, you know, our cousins and, mm. uh, you know, we hold them in high regard and, uh, they have, you know, I'm sure that they will have their own opinions on this. So these opinions are my own. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh,
0: so, Gargrash Enterprises is is the dealer for. is
1: the dealership uh, that uh, for, I believe, Alfa Romeo and for uh, Mercedes. Yeah. And I think GAC. Yeah. I believe it was GAC as well.
0: And your automotive business is yeah, after Yeah, we're in the
1: aftermarket. aftermarket. Yeah. yeah. So, we are um, like uh, if you have a car accident and your insurance says you need to repair your car, mm. we're in that space. Yeah. Um, so, even your Tesla if it gets damaged uh, depending on which coverage you have will either go to the main tesla guys or it can be repaired in a body shop outside Mm. so um, with regards to the you know the future um, of that industry i don't think um, the consolidation will be so far reaching that it will you know cut out paint Mm. right i i don't believe that that any industry is is that uh, is that powerful? Maybe diamonds. <laughs> but uh, with uh, um, with the aftermarket service industry, I think that um, that that will you know that that portion will remain. Particularly as we look um, to what I think is the, the the standard scenario of hybridization as opposed to fully electric. I think if we go fully electric, there'll be other. Um, There'll be other service models that will come up. Mm. So I I think that Elon Musk himself had uh, invested a long time ago into battery swapping technology. Yeah. Um, So there's something to be said for a service component there. Okay. Interesting.
0: Um, Yeah. Okay. Um, A couple of questions before we finish, and uh, but firstly, you know, it obviously is quite a diverse investment and business portfolio, and you even mentioned a question or purchasing horses. Mm Uh, Is there any area where you kind of say, no, our expertise doesn't fit there? Do you stay out of any particular area? yeah. Many? yeah,
1: many, (laughs) many. Um, Like F&B, things like that, retail? (laughs) uh, F&B is actually something we did put some money in. Mm. Uh, There is a, um, we have a startup called Felage um, where we sell, uh, basically we had a farm and we believe that we could get high quality dates to, retail customers here and um, uh, shout out to our pecan dates, right? So we have pecan stuffed dates, nice. um, chocolate cover dates, and uh, we just started that. But um, one thing I do stay away and I make concerted effort to stay away from is uh, um, cryptocurrency in particular, mm. um, or sorry, cryptocurrency in general and NFTs in particular. Mm. And the reason I say that is because I find it very difficult to understand uh, how it's valued. Um, so I, I try to um, stay away from it as much as possible.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So definitely no crypto, no Web3, no NFTs yet. Yeah, uh, no <laughs> NFTs. Um,
1: there's, uh, there may be some space in the future. I, I'm open to changing my mind. Yeah, um, And I also have, you know, you know with as diversified as we are we're just a drop in the bucket i mean our our limits are you know we're very limited mm. right i you know i'd i you know the thing about money is that the world is your oyster i don't know you know the world is, you have so much opportunity but then fate hits you and you know you're you get limits mm. right um so uh, we do what we can and
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it works. So, and then Ali, you also mentioned, we touched on Saudi, you mentioned India. Uh, Is your investments outside of Dubai and UAE? And if so, uh, you know, how much of it is in in those markets and what does the future hold? Are you looking at other market expansion?
1: Um, So I mentioned Riyadh as, uh, you know, something that uh, from a garage perspective or a workshop perspective, uh, I think is viable. I've been to Riyadh a couple times, I've been to Saudi a few times. Uh, we actually have investments in Malaysia from a real estate perspective. Mm. But um, uh, we do look at things regionally, we, we just think there's a little bit more space here. Uh, but I do think that perhaps in the next two years, we will be going to one of the countries next door. Mm. Uh, and I look forward to it. because. I really think we can make an impact in other areas.
0: Yeah, okay. And that's in any sector, that's just for um, now?
1: That's in a couple of sectors in particular. I think that the, um, the automotive has some space. Um, insurance maybe? Insurance possibly, but um, um, I think that it will be um, more likely uh, in, uh, in real estate. Mm. So, so the horse I was just telling you about, probably has a, a better chance of, um, of running in Saudi, um, then, uh, let's say. In Maidan in Dubai? No, no. Then, then the solar, the solar. Investment oh, sorry. So uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 Uh, the horse, uh, you know, if we get the right one, it will run in Maidan and it will run in Saudi. And, you know,
0: that's so you, so you more, you think there's more opportunity with the investment horses than solar for now? Yeah. For
1: example, the, yeah. every, every. Every industry, you gotta kind of pick your battles, type thing, and yeah. th- that's an example of the limitations I was telling you about. Yeah, um, solar is is an example of something that I, I personally went to Saudi Arabia to explore, uh, and in the early days of Chems Dubai, we were looking at this pretty seriously, and it was not just me. I mean, the plane was full of consultants, mm. um, but the challenges there are large, and you know, even here was difficult for us. Mm. Not to say that it can never happen, I'm open to changing my mind, but yeah. know, we have to pick and choose. So um, d-
0: just talking a little bit about the future and in, in Dubai in particular, there's been a lot a lot of momentum in the general business climate towards uh, the Dubai financial markets and some semi-state entities are going public and yeah. things like that. Do you think that, you know, obviously with family businesses and we talked about structure, that's different, but mm-hmm. potentially uh, underneath that, that, that structure entities can go public. Do you think that we'll see more of that? Is that your view? Do you ever see a roadmap for your enterprises
1: to list? Um, uh, I think that we are far too small and most, uh, let's say the, the liquidity of the market mm. um, is still not at a level to support a lot of what we see. Mm. Um, and I think it's a wonderful initiative by um, the semi-government entities to start listing, because it's it's putting your money where your mouth is. It's it's trying to to show that this can be done. Mm. Um, I think the long there's a long road ahead. Um, I don't think it will. It's it's you know it's an impossibility. I do think it will take time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but definitely one to watch. Yeah. Okay, Ali, and then, you know, obviously, you know, you, you, you're you uh, you're involved in lots of businesses here. How do you view this sort of decade? Are you do, do you see this region as being more of an emerging market? Do you think, are you kind of bullish about uh, the years to come? Or are you hearing in your board meetings the word recession
1: every every day? <laughs> uh, so the first thing is uh, progress, inshallah, you know, the God's grace that uh, we will you know, we're always moving forward. Even if there is a recession, we'll still always be moving forward. Um, yeah. And um, uh, there, they're, you know, the, the markets ha- have cycles. Yeah. Um It's, there could be a recession that comes up, but the next decade, again, inshallah, there will be progress. I, I hope that there will be progress for everyone.
0: Yeah. And, uh, All good. right. Well, thanks very much for joining Dubai Works today. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for it's having me. It's a pleasure. You. Thanks a lot. Pleasure was mine. Thank you. I'll definitely be googling some of the terms that were shared in that interview. Uh, Really fascinating stuff and we'll do more like that in the future. Thank you as always to Shaheer, our producer who brings together the guests and Ali Ali K and Ali B who do the editing and distribution of all the assets uh, and make the sound and the video look perfect as always. Uh, Next week we will be back again at Friday at 11, but in the meantime, we'll also be present as a media partner at Dubai Links, the creativity and uh, advertising event taking place in Madinat Jumeirah. We'll be there for two days and we'll be doing live broadcasts there as well. Uh, So if you are listening on any podcasts, apps, please do like, comment, subscribe, uh, share with a friend, and you can also watch these videos in full on Smashy TV uh, streaming service on most smart apps, smart TV apps, and uh, phones as well. Uh, it's uh, there's a free trial, and you can subscribe uh, to watch the videos.